So here we are, episode 10 of the Photography Brothers. There was a lot of doubt. There was a lot of doubt when we started out that uh, that this podcast wouldn't make it, you know. But here we are, 10th episode, and not only that, first episode with the guest. I'm here. I'm Jared Poirier. I'm your photography brother. We've got Michael Costa. He's your photography brother. And we have a new photography brother to introduce to everybody here. We have my good friend, excellent photographer, Kashif Robinson. How's it going, buddy? Going good, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Our very first uh, guest ever, and uh, we really appreciate you being on here, man. And we've got uh, an exciting topic today that's uh, tailored specifically to Cash. Uh, Cash does a lot of work with models, and we want to talk a little bit about some of his experience. Um, before we get to any of that stuff, though, since it is the 10th episode, I uh, just have a special 10th episode intro here. A um, couple really important things. Michael, you started clapping during the last intro. That's never going to work out. It's never going to work out, dude. Just the, the syncing will never be right. So uh, you're just going to want to applaud at the end. Okay. So we'll just okay, wait till man. the end. I You're thought gonna... that was the beauty of it, was it being out of sync was kind of the... For for you, usually I, I, I would accept, uh, you know, that extra level, but this one's too good, man. Ma Masha okay. thought okay. Masha thought of this one and she's like, you guys gotta do this one. So just please save, save any uh, applause to the end. Uh, Sydney, can we cut the music here? And here we go with the intro. If you wanna be my brother, you gotta take good photos. Taking all the photos. It's the photo bros. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh man. Oh man. You see Cash just like dip out of the Zoom call. Right? <laughs> I'm like, like man. Cash has getting getting the energy going, man. <laughs> Amazing, uh, amazing. You're a, a singer songwriter, man. Amazing. Worked hard on it. We worked hard on that one, boys. Nice. Nice. All right. Now that that's out of the way we content. can <laughs> quality content. <laughs> we can get into the uh serious part of the episode here. So yeah, as I was saying, uh it's a great great opportunity to have you on here, Cash, and we appreciate you taking the time to join your photography brothers here today. Uh the topic that we want to get into uh, essentially is uh, how to work with models, how to make models feel comfortable, and how to get the uh, best possible images when you're working with models. And I think that uh, you're pretty uniquely um, positioned to address that here, which I'm super excited about. Uh, before we get into that, though, just like uh, introduce yourself to the uh, the watchers, the listeners out there. You know, who are you? What do you do? Uh, what camera do you use? <laughs> Stuff like that. <laughs> Oh man, uh, do I start? All right, so well, you know, I'm Kashif, Kashif Robinson. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Kashif Robinson, or Kashif period Robinson for some. Um, I specialize mostly in portraits, um, mm -hmm. kind of like commercial, um, fine art and lifestyle portraiture. Um, for cameras, um, honestly, man, I just use whatever I can get my hands on. But for the most part, I'm always on a Canon EOS R. Nice, nice. Yep. We know. Oh, oh, man. We know Michael's oh, going to be excited to hear that news. <sighs> I think I might have to drop off. I don't know. 
<laughs> you would you would get a canon guy. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> you, you, you <laughs> would get a canon guy. He he does also have a, a Lumix though, right? If that makes you feel any better. Yeah. Um. Uh, the GH5 for video. Um. If I'm nice. doing that, or um. You know, sparingly sometimes for photo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I I gotta I gotta say that uh, that I love my Canons for for both of those. But you know, Lumix is good, and uh, and Sony's good too. And uh, I don't know if you're one of those weirdos that has like a Fuji film. You're you're welcome here as well. You know, like <laughs> wow. we don't <laughs> we don't try to uh, exclude anybody here. So yeah, I think uh, that's awesome, man. And uh, definitely. You're going to be able to bring some uh, some wisdom to bear here on the photography brothers. And a lot of the stuff that we do talk about is uh, that sort of field of work, like lifestyle photography. And, uh, you know, when you're working with models, working with mm-hmm. people, I think maybe a good way to kind of dive into it here. Um, just as I was kind of thinking off the top of my head, uh, one thing we like to do here on Photography Brothers is talk about like the victories and things that we're great at. But I've also found that it's uh, really enlightening to dig into some of the things that we've like had trouble with. So I think that that might be, you know, to bring your experience and uh, to bring some good points out, maybe that's a good way to approach this. So we'll just start with Michael. Michael, what are some 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 challenges that you faced uh, when you're out taking uh, lifestyle photos or working with a model. I just want to start by saying thank you for uh, <laughs> allowing me to go first. Oh, you're uh, welcome. <laughs> yeah, no, no worries. Um, yeah, I think um, ultimately what I think it comes down to is like the better portrait sessions that I've had um, have come through just like constant communication with the model um, being comfortable and, uh, and in turn trying to make the model feel comfortable anytime I I'd say like some of the more awkward sessions that I've had have probably been near the beginning, like kind of like self-doubt feeling uncomfortable with myself that kind of coming through, not communicating, have having dialogue and making the model feel comfortable. Um, I think that's been, um, yeah, I, I know you wanted a specific instance, but, um, I, I think just like, that's kind of a, a trend that kind of stems through more of the uh, negative interactions that I've had. And of course, like, you you know, there are instances where it's just, um, you know, there's just a bad interaction. Maybe the model um, is in a bad mood. Maybe, you know, maybe I'm in a bad mood, but I think it's, it all comes down to just like bringing your best self to your shoot and to try and uh, have fun and and try to just stay in a creative, uh, a creative place. but uh, but yeah, no specific examples. No, that's, no specific that's perfect, examples. Man. That's good. What yeah. what are you thinking on? Uh, what is does that get the gears turning in your head a little bit, Cash? Of some some ideas around uh, making the model feel comfortable, making yourself feel comfortable as a photographer. Uh yeah, you know, um, it it all just boils down to confidence at the end of the day because you know mm-hmm. like if you're not confident especially if you don't really have like an experienced model, you know they're gonna smell mm-hmm. that, you know they're gonna know that and yeah. they're gonna you're going to pick up off and feed off the energy too. So even if you don't know what you're doing, you know, I, you know, I say just at least act like it, you know, I've been yeah. in situations where, you know, I've got, um, I've got a setup that, that wasn't ideal, whether it be location or outfits, outfit was, you know, it was just trash. And, um, you know, you just got to find some way to make it work. Um, mm-hmm. and sometimes you don't really like feel so confident or secure 
and you know what's what's happening with the whole setup or just like executing overall when you feel that way and it shows it's gonna just affect the overall vibe of the shoot it's gonna show in the work too but um i say whatever you're doing just try to make the best out of it and have fun with it um for me like uh the most challenging situations i come into with stuff like that is kind of just like arranging yeah. things from a perspective of uh having it make sense Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like, especially with lifestyle, lifestyle is kind of like selling an idea on, um, you know, to people, right? Whether it be mm-hmm. through, um, you know, whatever medium, social media in this case, mostly. Um, kind of just like um, shooting things from a perspective that's aesthetically pleasing or that makes sense or just kind of um, have it be functional where it's showing something off that you're trying to, like, bring off into the frame, you know? So once you, like, uh, once you're confident about you know all that stuff you know i would say like whatever challenges you get it's pretty much like easy to to handle it you know you just handle it naturally afterwards mm-hmm. it's easier said than done though there are some things that you kind of have to um bear in mind or nail before you mm-hmm. um you know land at that space but it's all in all doable for sure man i love that point about uh confidence and like projecting confidence right and and Mm -hmm. even though like all three of us here uh have some experience in photography there's moments where yeah something will you know be a little bit out of hand like maybe something weird happened on your camera you were like worried for a second about your memory card getting corrupted or like uh a cloud came over your light and you're you know oh crap and then yeah that energy you know despite how good of a job you may be doing, that energy could be uh, infectious, right? And it, and it always is, yeah. whether it's good or bad energy. Uh, so yeah, definitely definitely having that confidence, um, putting in that like good face, even though behind it, you might be a little bit worried about a couple of things. We're all perfectionists here as well as photographers, you get worried about some small things. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, kind of getting through that. And then I think other things that like feed into that, you know, how, how do you get up that confidence? I mean, that's another point. Like, how do you start to develop that? Is it just experience? Is it uh, is it something else? experience you know you just gotta go out and do the work that's like the best and number one way to kind of just build that up um talk to people um it's like you know if you're not good around being if you're not good with being around people put yourself around people that's gonna help yeah. you sometimes you know like when birds are born you know sometimes they get kicked out of the nest yeah you know, like at a, cer- at a certain point during their <laughs> growth you know and that concept is very cruel but it's necessary. It's a necessary evil. You got to just do it. There's no, you know, way around it. You know, like there are things that you can do separate and apart from that, that can guarantee you or not guarantee, but, you know, it, it's like a avenue, uh, gradual growth. You know, you can probably like, you know, probably buy a course or talk to a yeah. friend or whatever. But the best way is to just do it, man. Like mm-hmm. you just gotta, yeah. I'm bad. I'm bad with people, you know, like, um, I wouldn't really classify myself as an introvert, but, you know, like, I don't really talk much. And because I don't talk much, sometimes I find that it's a little bit better for me to not be around people sometimes. Um, I had to bring myself People don't realize that you're a genius until they, like, really start digging in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, so, you know, you just got to put yourself, you know, within the realm of people. I know it's to the point where, you know, I really don't mind, you know, uh, truth be told, I'd rather be, you know, sometimes I'd rather be by myself working Mm -hmm. alone but Mm -hmm. if i'm ever in a situation where i need to bear on people you know it's not like um it's not overbearing anymore you know so i mean you just gotta do it man Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I think uh, so. I really like the point that we're that we're focusing on here because um, ultimately, like what we're saying is like it starts with you, right? Like the 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 comfort zone of the model is always ultimately going to be determined by your comfort level, and that seems to be what we're we're focusing in here. And and I agree with that completely. And and Cash, like really good point, like. You know, if you're you're uncomfortable with a specific scenario, try to like dive into that, you know, like be around people, shoot with more models, you know, with the repetition of it, that helps for sure. Um, yeah. Uh, sorry to cut you. It's not always going to like uh, determine the, the, the comfort level of the model. But in most cases, uh, the reason why I mentioned that as a primary drive is because energy is really contagious, you know. So yeah. um, you might have a model that doesn't know what you're doing and you might have a model that knows exactly what she's doing and she probably knows what she wants to give to you. Um, but to complement that vibe, you know, you got to also bring something to the table, too. You know, but if you have a setup where, you know, both of you guys are kind of in a particular mood, it's a recipe for disaster um, mm -hmm. versus <laughs> if you have a setup where the model knows what she's doing and you're like a Debbie Donor, um, yeah. <laughs> it, it might offset her mood that she's bringing to the table. So what ends up happening yeah. is what you're bringing, you know, is automatically, you know, what she brings, you know, that the vibe that you have, what she brings automatically converted to that, or she doesn't get to output the best version of what she has to offer to you because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, the, the energy that you're bringing, the lack of confidence and stuff like that. Yeah, like exactly. You know, it's, it's like you controlling the vibe is like such a big part of, I think being a, a collaborative photographer in, in that sense, whether it's behind the camera or in front of the camera, that that ability to understand and use it because like, you know, for one, feeling comfortable, like, hey, like just starting the conversation early before the shoot starts and just, you know, again, creating that vibe, but also just creating that chemistry and relationship, understanding how that person likes to communicate and talk. And and that goes into how you communicate later on when you're shooting and and stuff like that. And I think, you know, especially, you know, we talk about experienced models, especially if it's a, an underexperienced model, right? You know, their comfort level is going to be a little low as well. And so the more you make them feel comfortable through conversation and just really make it seem like, you know, before you even fire a shot, you're you're kind of acquainted, you're friends. Um, that goes into it. And, and I think in general, just, you know, if you, um, if you're enjoying the process, you're gonna probably get the best photos. And um, when it's a two-way street, I think I think it, it can really help. Yep, you're right. Yeah, and in uh, in addition to you know having uh, having the skills, having the confidence, uh, you know managing the vibe, understanding the type of person that you're working with, and uh, mm -hmm. and how to work with them. I, I'm glad that you guys brought that all that stuff up because as I was uh, planning for this uh, episode here, those were all some things that I was thinking about. Uh, another angle that I was thinking about though, and like coming from my own experience when you're shooting with models and you know you're getting outside of uh, outside of your house outside of your studio outside of these controlled conditions that you're used to working in uh, one thing that I've definitely experienced is like you know you get there and then you have all these ideas and then you don't necessarily have with you the gear or whatever to execute it so that's definitely uh, another another point of view to take this from do you have anything uh, to speak to on that cash uh, from the from the standpoint of like just being uh, in a situation where you lack something. Yeah, lacking gear or how you get your gear in order for for these types of shoots with models. Yeah. 
Um, so I'm not going to say gear doesn't matter. I know like there's this thing where people kind of like say, you know, gear doesn't matter. Um, there's like this whole notion going around of gear, gear doesn't matter. Um, I won't, I'm not going to be the person to sit here and say it doesn't matter. But um, my, my view on gear is that, you know, gear, gear makes our lives easier. Yeah. It makes our lives so much easier than what it needs to be. Um, and the, the thing with gear too is that, you know, like, with what it provides, there's always a solution or alternative to that. You know, for example, you might not have a tripod for a shoot, but a tripod isn't the only way you can get a stabilized shot. You yeah. know, so it, it all depends on, you know, what you choose to, how you choose to apply yourself to fix, you know, a, a certain situation that you might have in your hands. It's gear is effectively just like problem solving, you know. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe in a situation where, you know, you need, um, you know, a more dynamic range in your sense of for whatever reason, right? Um, but, you know, you can get equal, if not way better dynamic range by bracketing your shots. Maybe you need to set up where you type mul- take multiple exposures mm-hmm. of the same photo, you know, to get the best dynamic range. Um, I, uh, what I find is that people, a lot of the times, they don't think about that. They just think about the things that they lack. Uh, it's easy to focus on the things that you don't have because you live in yeah. such a world where it's it's visual and there's all this stuff pushed in front of you through marketing and um, it feeds on your insecurity. And, you know, while that might be a natural thing, you know, when it comes on to just being practical, it's not um, it's not exactly a mindset you want to have. Um, there are many shoots that are that I took up that I shouldn't have took up because I didn't have the gear. But, you know, again, you know, gear, it's like problem solving. My job was very much harder because I didn't have the gear. But I always think that there's more than likely a resolution to what you're probably looking for. I would say you can check to see if there's something you can do without having that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. I'm kind of picturing like scales or like a teeter totter in my head, uh, where you know you have like the the gear and creativity. Kind of, you can buy more gear or have more creativity. Teeter totter. Does that make sense to you? Is that the thing that you know what I'm talking about? Uh, never heard of that. <laughs> oh, what is what is teeter totter? Uh, like a kid sits on it. Like it's like uh, kind of like scales. Oh yeah, One like a, like a, yeah, 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 yeah. Do you guys yeah, call yeah, it something yeah. different? Yeah. <laughs> we call it a seesaw. Oh, <laughs> seesaw. Well, yeah. We, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we call it seesaws too. We call it seesaw. Do you call it a seesaw? <laughs> well, I haven't, I haven't used the word seesaw in a long time, but I yeah, think right? I, I think I've said it in my life. Really, at some and point. never teeter totter. Yeah. I've probably said teeter totter as well a couple of times, yeah. but you don't like to talk about <laughs> it in public. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, let's think about it. Really, you know. Um, yeah, I think uh, such a large factor here is like kind of the equipment point um is like it's just positivity right like this feeds the equipment this feeds what we were talking before about your the attitude to bring on set like things are going to go wrong right like you know even if you have the right equipment sometimes you forget it sometimes the the location something's off the location like you mentioned earlier cash sometimes it's a wardrobe thing you're not vibing with it maybe it's not what you pictured it ultimately you know if you can adapt on set and just be commit to being a creative, adaptive, positive person, because, you know, when it's easy for something to go wrong and then for you to be worried by by that. And then again, as we referred to earlier, you know, that can come off. Right. And it can create like an unsettling feeling for everybody. And so I think anytime, you know, you can just like just prioritize problem solving 
and and just like you know what can i do to make this work rather than like crap this happened crap this happened um it's always going to help uh, i was curious to know like maybe from you guys if, if you've had because I, I think it's important to express how how to express the importance of positivity and, and creativity and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How, was there an instance that you guys had gone through in the past where um something didn't go right whether it was wardrobe location f equipment forgotten or whatever how did you handle that cash you can take that first yeah i give an example of that you know i shot a wedding recently and um i had i had a battery die on me on the gh5 i was like doing hybrid Oof. coverage which is very hard um and you know i was shooting photos on my on my um my camera and you know um the, the resolution that i'm recording on on one camera is uh, kind of essential to my workflow but you know what i had to do is i had to use that photo camera switch it over mm -hmm. to 1080p video when i can and just grab a few you know frames here and there when i can and then when i did get the time i just switched my battery out or charged my battery for for the um the, the the gh5 you know a lot of people would panic in that situation yeah, yeah. um because you know like oh the, the camera that a video we just died you know um yeah and you know it wasn't like my first thought to use the camera that i'm using to take photos to the video and grab a couple stills but you know i was like you know why don't i do this i already have this you know and it turns out that it, it ended up working out a lot you know a lot easier because then uh, what you can do, I mean, I'm not saying that this is like a, a replacement to this, you know, but, mm -hmm. you know, like what I did is just made sure that I had like a very good bit rate on the 1080 video that I'm shooting. So like uh, if I'm doing post-production work, if I want to upscale it, I can. Um, mm -hmm. Not going to be the same result as the 4K clip, but it's something, you know. So, I mean, gear... I would say gear gear does matter. I'm not saying it does matter. It does matter, but it's just mm -hmm. problem solving. The same way how editing is problem solving. You know, editing really and truly that's just really all that it is. Same thing with yeah. gear. Um and if you're just not in the space to solve certain problems, aka you don't have the right tools for the job, maybe you can't do it. You know, there are some jobs that you might come across or get where you need specific gear for it um not saying it doesn't matter in that case but chances are i would say a high percentage of the time more than less you know you can substitute something in yeah. order to have something work for you but all in all my v1 gear is that gear just makes our lives very easier not you know a hundred percent of the time need new equipment and that's kind of just like this lie that we tell ourselves sometimes to just avoid doing something yeah man yeah. i love i love that particular uh example too cash and like uh you know i think that's what michael was really going for here as well as like an example that illustrates exactly what we're talking about really well like because mm -hmm. you've been in so many shoots because you're so comfortable you were just able to come up with like quickly a solution right that made like logical sense in your head right away you're like okay this is the situation it is what it is this battery is dead so rather than like obsessing about the fact that battery's dead and i'm going to get all sweaty and start panicking i'm just going to say what's the next best thing right yeah. like literally logically speaking okay i've got the 1080 i increased the bit rate i'm still going to be able to put this into my workflow the way that i want it's coming from the experience of like shooting so much 
and uh and also just like the coolness that that's given you right where you're yeah. able to just uh to do that i actually have another example uh from my personal shooting uh when i uh, was starting out i guess uh, a couple of years ago um i had been more familiar with video work but uh getting into a little bit more photography stuff and i do a lot of work in real estate so i got hired by a real estate agent to do some headshots for her so she uh was able to get a condo to shoot in from one of her um one of her clients and uh, show up to do the shoot. I've got my camera, I've got my tripod, I'm ready to go. And uh, and then she wanted one particular shot. The, uh, the condo itself had like a really nice uh, view of the city and she wanted like herself standing in front of the window with the city behind her. Like beautiful summer day, what problem do you guys think I had? <laughs> overexposed <laughs> yeah and like exposed from behind where you couldn't really like yeah. make her out in that photo right mm-hmm. um so I, I i like i wasn't able to get that particular shot that um she had in mind but we got a lot of amazing shots that day basically i was able to kind of instead of just saying like you know had I had a ridiculously huge, powerful flash or a bunch of lights, I could have got it. Um, didn't bring that stuff. It's not what we had really uh, planned for, but I was uh, I was able to to uh, make some some nice photos out of the situation, utilizing all of that natural uh, sunlight coming through the windows, making some good backgrounds, and still making something that uh, that made her happy at the end of the day. And she did have some good photos but yeah just another example where didn't quite have the gear maybe it's a learning experience of you know what I want to bring next time so that I can be a little bit more creative and also like talk to the client more communicate with the client more uh in advance but we were just talking about things uh that people did well so I thought I'd be the one who comes in and says like you know come my uh my confession moment (laughs) and say you know (laughs) what I could have done better but how that affects me now is now I'm always thinking like okay if I do I don't want to up in a situation like that again so let me plan it out more talk to the client more communicate more prep more bring uh bring more gear to to be more yeah. flexible so just another example for you guys i love that yeah and like those are two great examples because they're like both client work right like one is under the gun real estate one is like a wedding <laughs> so the pressure is like really on uh and uh you know the I loved your example, uh, Cash, because it was it was very like, you know, in the moment I had to come up with a solution. It also reinforces your your equipment point because it's like, yeah, well, because you had an additional camera, that's literally a moment where equipment uh, is, is like you said, it just added value. And then for Jared, like, you know, it's like there's so many there are things that you take away from it. Sometimes sometimes you don't find the solution right? Sometimes you try or whatever, and it just goes wrong. But what are you going to do after? Are you going to like linger in it and like beat yourself up about it? Maybe a little bit, maybe, you know, ram your head into a wall and be like, ah, but, uh, it's a, yeah, it's, it's a pretty bad thing to happen, man. Especially like, uh, in the environment of a wedding, you know, and the funny thing is, you know, the the bride was at the altar, you know, (laughs) she saw that I wasn't like on my, um, on my video camera. And, you know, I could just read her face and know that she was like probably worrying a bit because it's one of those rides <laughs> where she kind of like overanalyzes everything. When she walks uh, off, funny enough, when she walks off, she looks at me. She's like, yo, what happened to your camera? And I'm like, oh, don't worry. I got everything. And 
immediately like there's just that one statement diffuses like just any form of anxiety that she probably would have and i know this because you know like her the um the countenance on her face kind of like just changed up and she seemed a little bit more relaxed so mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's just it just depends on how you choose to handle the situation man yeah man. and i'm not saying like that's an ideal situation to be in um yeah it might take a quality hit but from a standpoint of just functioning it works we're gonna have to get into the news here pretty soon boys and uh, i think that might be the perfect uh segue right there but this was an amazing uh delving into of uh of the topic here i definitely got a lot out of this conversation uh something that i've been thinking about a lot and uh and i don't always have people to talk to about it as a photographer sometimes uh life is a little bit lonely so (laughs) well we might dig into that on a future episode but uh having you boys here to uh to talk shop and and share stories and uh and grow together really uh warms my heart and uh, another thing that warms my heart is talking about segues here space (laughs) so so and you know what else news and this is some news about space sydney roll that news intro oh man okay so it's um the the news story is tied back to to space obviously like like Jaren mentioned um and but it it goes into something else that's a bit more topical and, and hopefully that's not a cheat but we are leaning on news as the reference so um obviously everyone knows like NASA uh got a new rover on Mars and you know, it's doing a whole bunch of things, but it's been it's been interesting to see some of the images that have come back to to uh, to understand, like kind of some of the things that it's doing. It's it's a multi purpose tool for sure. Um, but what the thing that I th- find really, really interesting uh, about it and we can dive more into some of the stuff that's going on on that mission. But is it, the thing that really stands out um, for me is just like how inspirational and like motivational things that aren't even technically art forms can be right. Like, um, so space is just like this massive, gorgeous thing. Like you, you look at a picture of, of a plant or, or of gas clouds in a galaxy or, or whatever. And it's, again, it's not like technically art, but in a way it kind of is. And it's, it's like, it can be inspirational and, and moving, um, for, uh, for folks that don't know, uh, about the Rover, um, just to tie in some uh, statistics around uh, that mission before we, we transcend into uh, maybe a bit more of a, a topical discussion around space and, and inspiration and stuff. Uh, it's called the Perseverance. Um, you, you may have heard this week it, it landed on Mars. We have some really cool photos of it landing and stuff. Um, it's doing a few things. So uh, for starters, um, it's main, and I'm just going to read this clean off so I don't butcher this. The main <laughs> intention is that it's uh, it's it's looking for signs of ancient life, right? It, it's collecting samples of rock and and possibly returning it to Earth so we can study it and see, you know, was there water? Was there um, life that was pre-existing here uh, on this planet? You also have uh, a, an element of it called moxie, which is literally just like a, it's an oxygen tank. It it um, they wrote it down here as like, you know, it's kind of like a, like a tree, you know, it's, it, there's a lot of, 
um, carbon dioxide on Mars, not a whole lot of oxygen. So like it's going through the process of kind of exchanging carbon dioxide and turning it into oxygen. And that's going to help us later on because we can use that uh, to kind of like get ourselves off of Mars to breathe on Mars. So there's a lot of benefit to that. The last thing is that um, there's also like a little drone that's kind of on it. So photographers, you know, we love drones. That's cool. There's a, a little drone that's going to, uh, I think in a few days, that is not potentially factual, but very soon we'll be uh, kind <laughs> of going soon. and it'll be the first, um, uh, the first, you know, little guy to kind of propel and, and go through uh, on another planet. Um, so really cool stuff there. Also, there are 23 cameras on this thing, just as a heads up. That's a lot of cameras, man. Um, but uh, I don't know when I, when I hear these things, when I read about these things and, and they're not things we talk about every day, they were not things that we see every day, especially even when referring to just looking at stars, like when we're in the city, we don't see it. But when we see images of 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 just gorgeous, you know, uh, again, gas clouds or or, uh, or sometimes we look up and we just see the clearest moon, you know, and it's just it's really cool. It's, it's like it's another experience. And and, um, you know, I, I really wanted to have a conversation around you know, has space ever inspired you? Like, is there just like a moment, um, whether it was a movie, it could even be, you know, fictional that way. It could be, again, like a moment where you went somewhere and you saw the, the most beautiful sunrise or you saw uh, the craziest, sharpest blood moon or whatever. Like, is there a movie or a moment in time um, in relation to space? Because I think it is important to to have multiple sources of inspiration and to highlight that. Do you are there any moments that you've had with a movie or real life moment that have inspired you? So let's get, let's get into that in just one second. But I do want to give a couple more details just because this is yeah. the photography brothers. I really want to focus on the uh, the cameras on this bad boy. You said it has uh, sure. 20, 23, 23 cameras. Uh, the initial pictures were from the uh, the hazard uh, detection cameras, which are low resolution uh, photos. 320 by 240 uh, that is from the has cams on the front and the back of the rover rover uh, those mm -hmm. were the first pictures that we received uh, it actually takes a short amount of time to send those low resolution photos about half an hour um, we started to get high resolution photos a couple of hours later uh, and one of the uh, cameras um, some of the photos will actually show them here. Uh, some of these were captured on the best camera on the rover, uh, which uh, captures 20 megapixels. So pretty uh, interesting mm. stuff. I believe that's uh, it's 10 times better than uh, than the previous uh, Curiosity rover. Um, same yes. amount of megapixels as the GH5, right, Cash? And the R6. Yeah, yeah, nice. So Ka Cash has uh, just about as good as of cameras as NASA, which is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, the other thing to add in there is that, you know, the mission control room, it shows everyone celebrating like, yeah, it worked. It didn't blow up. Yeah. Uh, they used an Insta360 oh, Pro 2 in the wow. in the room. Yeah. Oh, interesting, yeah. man. Shout out to them. Shout go. out to Insta360. Um, but yeah, has um, have I ever been inspired by space? Obviously, uh, I have a business <laughs> that's literally called Galaxy. Um, that's yeah. been a, a huge inspiration. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have ever noticed listening to this podcast, but I'm a nerd. Uh, I do like Star Wars. No. I've got a Yoda. I've got a Yoda right up there chilling. 
Um, yeah, big fan of space, big fan of Star Wars. It's incredibly uh, inspiring to me. Um, probably one of the first instances of getting really inspired by space uh, was like Stanley Kubrick's movie, uh, 2001, A Space Odyssey. Um, but yeah, I also like grew up in Timmins and I could see like Aurora Borealis and all that type of stuff. So yeah, it's all, uh, all definitely interesting, all fascinating to me. Uh, what about you, Cash? Uh, I'm fascinated by eclipses. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm always fascinated by space too. Um, space is, uh, it always sends me into like deep, scary thoughts. Um, there's like <laughs> the, the different planets out there that I'm really fascinated by. Um, I learned recently that there's like a planet out there that has like Earth-like conditions. I forgot the name of it, but um, there's also another planet that has just made up of pretty much just the minerals that diamonds are from. So it's like a large diamond mm -hmm. out there. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, man. And I've uh, kind of like learned if it was anywhere within pretty much like mining range or like earth, you know, diamonds would pretty much lose its value. You know, because if that's like mined and it kind of would like just inflate everything that diamonds represent and stand for no. So, I mean... They're going to find like something crazy, else, man. They're crazy oh, resources out there, man. Oh, yeah, like, man. There are even resources, like resources out there that we don't even know about, you know. Um, I think, and... I'm pretty sure it rains diamonds on Jupiter. <laughs> like, isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah, there's resources out there that can give us access to technology that we didn't even know was possible. Jupiter is yeah, like, so... a, it's like Puff Daddy's house in that respect. Yeah. This is like... <laughs> one big barren wasteland and you know everything it's just ever expanding space is always expanding by the way there's yeah. pretty much no limit to the universe you know it's yeah. always expanding endless resources out there it's just mind-blowing you know yeah i think it's, it's a, like vastness of it the the you know some of the visuals like there are things just about space that can represent like different emotional states and in the ways of thinking and so i think it's just like such a cool thing you know like um i, I just uh, even just like uh even just looking at the moon is such an interesting thing it's like this it's like this image oh, yeah. that we put on on the walls of our atmosphere every night and we just look <laughs> at it and go like oh yeah we're floating in a in a emptiness vast emptiness um it's uh it's interesting like it's a it's a constant reminder and uh it, it just understanding different worlds and like you know for for me as a quick as a quickie like you know watching interstellar was like crazy for me understanding nice. the the ideas of like a black hole and how it can like warp space time and mm -hmm, and like mm -hmm. what that really means you know it's like crazy and these things like you know they sometimes you can get really artistic and create them visually but like even just as it's, it's just something that's really cool and it's like almost like you know god or science or whatever you believe in got really creative and made this massive canvas for us to to look at and be like oh yeah like this is sick yeah it, it, yep. it yeah. is truly inspiring and i mean like inspiring in that way that it like motivates you it shows you a greater thing right like even to yeah. to tie it back to photography right like we can look at this you're right it is science but you can look at this as like an artistic achievement as well um and like part of you know part of this is the the tech and part of it is the art of how they're capturing these photos the reason yeah. why they have what do you say 23 cameras on this thing is mm -hmm. uh is to really give 
you the sense that like you're there, right? Like you can see it coming down. You could, there's a, literally a video where you can like, it feels like you're uh, parachuting down onto the surface of Mars as you follow this rover. You know, you can like sit there and look around and, and imagine yourself standing there and uh, kind of like increasing uh, increasing the reach of, uh, of human capabilities and, and things like that. So yeah, it's definitely really cool. And a lot of that is, uh, is to do with photography, right? Like on the tech side and the artistic side, having these high resolution images, right? Why did they put uh, such an expensive camera, you know, it can shoot uh, 20, 20 megapixels and send it back to to Earth. Uh, it's obviously not cheap, right, to, to pull that off and to do that. And the reason why they want to do it is to, I guess, it's to inspire people, really, right? So mm -hmm. inspire them into spending more money because these things cost like $3 billion each. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I guess uh, another question I'd have for you guys is, you know, when talking to, you know, how other things can inspire us, you know, what, what, what other art forms, whether it's music or, or literal, like visual art or, or films or whatever, like what's, um, what art forms do you kind of lean on? Like before, you know, to get yourself amped up to, to, to go and shoot photos, do you consume anything or, or do you just look at images or what do you guys do? Yeah, for me, um, I'm always um, I'm always listening to music when I edit. You know, um, music really influences how I edit um, and type of music mm -hmm. I listen to as well. Um, mm -hmm. I would say probably about like eighty to ninety percent of the work that I have on my page, you know, it's like influenced by some song, um, wow. or it's, you know, sometimes I just like play some some music to kind of just uh, vibe out while I'm editing. Um, yeah. I, I love I love Russian artists, not just Russian photographers, but the work that they like put out is just mind blowing, man. Like those guys are on some next level stuff. So I always look to them for inspiration. Um, I also love them because they create with what they have. Um, yeah. They don't have big fancy setups, you know. Like most of the work that I see these guys put out. You know, it's on like um, either a body that's like five or ten years old or, you know, a lens that's like that has fungus growing in it you know, <laughs> because, because of the characteristics and stuff like that. Um, majority of them as well, they use like the Helios lens. So, um, you know, just work with what they have and they, they, they kind of just value character and just, you know, it is their work's like it's just really nice and organic and they you know all their work is kind of like it seems very consistent because it's almost as if majority of them are of the same mindset so i really appreciate mm -hmm. their work um i always look to them for inspiration i try to tie it back into like what i do um even with some of the most recent stuff that i shot you know kind of like incorporate a little bit of that style um with with um you know just how i work and uh, what they produce so um, super stoked to put those out and have you guys see but um all the knowledge is really love their work and um i'm really and i really find myself getting in, intrigued with like just breaking down like how they get like certain results to come about so i always try to like look at their work and try to emulate it in post-production but yeah post-production also inspires me as well Cash is going to send us uh, a couple of his favorite Russian photographer accounts on Instagram, and we're going to link those uh, down below oh, so yeah. you guys can check them out.
Um, <clears throat> yeah, me personally, uh, there's a lot of different sources of inspiration. Uh, there's a lot of places where I draw creativity and where I draw ideas and try to bring it all together. We talk here all the time uh, about like uh, the interdisciplinary uh, nature of things. I had to like really think how to say that word. <laughs> um, you know, when you get you get better at photography, you get better at music. Uh, there's all of it's it's kind of ways of expressing yourself and uh, yeah. and ways of like instilling meaning into something and and showing your point of view on the world and uh, and presenting that to other people. But yeah, you guys you guys know your brother Jared. I play guitar. I love music. I listen to lots of hip hop. That inspires me. I love watching movies. Huge movie buff. Yeah, just ton tons of places uh, where I draw my artistic inspiration, but also you know my uh, my drive um in in a lot of things like whether that's mindset uh you know whether that's business whatever it is yeah you, you can't just get stuck in you know only looking at photos and only thinking about uh the lives mm -hmm. of great photographers like i think you're gonna be uh you know, setting yourself apart from a lot of other great artistic achievements so including space you know you got to bring space in there as well <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah man you know what you actually brought up a really interesting point here and maybe i don't know if it's the last point or what but it's uh it, it also creating in different art forms is such an interesting thing right because you you learn so much about yourself and self-reflection when you um you conjure up a crazy photo concept or video project or you write a song and you just kind of like vocalize how you're feeling in the moment there's such a self-reflection part to art and so being able to expand and do uh, expand and explore different mediums sometimes can almost like grant you this advantage of like having different ways to to learn from yourself um, and, and to have like maybe it's maybe it's just new ideas. Maybe it's just having a better understanding of how you want to create. But but I really love that point, Jared, because like, yeah, like sometimes it's not just listening it or, or or viewing. Sometimes it's just creating in different art forms, too, that can give you differing perspectives yep certainly certainly that's uh sounds like a good last point man <laughs> what are we at yeah we're pretty close we're at, we're like an hour i think uh i think that's the show guys i think that's the show cash thanks for coming man anytime man <laughs> it's good Super meeting stoked. you dude. dude good meeting you too bro <laughs> we could couldn't have wished for uh for a better first guest man yeah thanks man thanks guys couldn't have wished for a better one. We loved your, uh, loved your, your personal stories, man. Love the openness, love the honesty. Uh, mm -hmm. love, love your take on this, this whole space story here as well. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm definitely feeling motivated right now. I'm definitely feeling, uh, inspired right now. I'm going to get up, get out of here, take some photos, <laughs> you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe meditate a bit and really, uh, and really reflect on, uh, everything that we've talked about here today. And I hope that, uh, our viewers, our listeners and, uh, everybody out there got a lot out of this, uh, before we go, um we just want to remind you guys to subscribe to the galaxy channel where you're uh, watching this here video uh we're making two videos a week if you include photo bros so we've got lots of content for you guys uh and if you want to uh get in touch uh, on Instagram, we now have an Instagram. Michael's been uh, putting some clips up there, some different things. I don't know. He's on TikTok these days. He's doing all this crazy <laughs> stuff. Uh, but what's the uh, the tag there, buddy, for people to find us on the gram? Oh, man. 
photo, photo bros photo bros it'll be podcast. it'll be linked down below Pretty in the sure description photo.bros.podcast i really was relying on you to have that down um since you well you it, could but. just tell them to go to the description <laughs> down below you don't gotta make me like say what it actually gotta put is. you on the spot <laughs> gotta, gotta gotta put you on the spot you know so in here on photo bros we're here we're publicly embarrassing michael we're calling him by <laughs> <laughs> uh, hopefully, hopefully, Kashif, Kashif does a, uh, a better job of this. Kashif, where can people find you on Instagram? Yeah, so uh, Kashif period Robinson or Kashif Robinson on Instagram. You see, Michael, so that's how it's done. <laughs> well, you didn't ask for my personal it. profile. You <laughs> asked for the account I made like last week. So what do you you, <laughs> you know what I mean? We're here on Photo Bros. We're busting balls. Go go follow Kashif uh, and yep. maybe follow follow Photo Bros as well. Uh, and Make if sense. you uh, want want to listen to the episode, uh, any any of our back catalog, any of that, uh, we're everywhere, man. We're here on YouTube. We're on uh, Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're gonna keep uh, bringing the great topics. We're gonna keep bringing the great news stories. Uh, I'm feeling like the Photography Brothers. Uh, are at about like a hundredth of our total strength and total power. And now we've had Kashif on here. We're gonna get some other photographers on and uh, and we're just gonna be taking over. So uh, get, uh, get ready for all of that, all right? We're gonna give Kashif uh, the last word here before we go. Thank you guys. I really appreciate you guys having me on here. So real pleasure. Thank you. Pleasure's ours, man.